Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Amber Furman, and this is episode five of the More Than Corporate podcast. So today what I wanted to talk about is one of my resources that I rely on when I need to be reminded of what's important to me. I asked this question of my podcast guests of what resource do you rely on when you need to be grounded or need to be reminded of kind of where you came from or what's important to you. And I felt like it was important for me to share mine because it really is where my story starts. Um, So a little bit of background. I know I've talked about um, in passing um, the sequence of events that kind of brought me into my therapist's office that introduced me to Brene Brown and the resources that I'm going to talk about. But I haven't talked about it very detailed. And I'm not going to go into huge detail today because that's not the purpose of this and it's not important. But I kind of want to set the scene of um, me being in a in the middle of this four or five day just pure anxiety attack and not being able to eat or sleep. I know that I'm sure that most of you know the feeling of that anxiety that's in your stomach um, when you're nervous and you're trying to eat, but you're just not hungry, but you know you need to And so you try to force something down and you just can't eat. So that was me for five days. I walked into my therapist's office. She talked. I cried. And at the end of our session, she gave me Brene Brown's The Power of Vulnerability TED Talk and asked me to watch it before our next session. Um, This is where I really started to take my life back. And this is why this is so important to me. So Brene Brown has three TED Talks, The Power of Vulnerability, Listening to Shame, and It's Not Your Critics Who Count. Those three TED Talks together take about an hour to listen to. And honestly, even now, I listen to them on a regular basis, at least once a week. And when I listen to them, I listen to them collectively. And each time I listen to them, I get something different out of it. Um, I, I hear what I need to in that moment to kind of calm me. But I remember, you know, when I, when I first started this journey, I can look back on it now and reflect and find some insight into what was really going on. But in the moment, it was just pure hell. I felt so lost and I felt so confused because I didn't understand why it was all falling apart then. I mean, I, I lost my dad, when I was 19 in 2001, I struggled through college trying to find some direction. And then I went to law school and I excelled at law school. And then I moved to Las Vegas and I passed the bar and I felt like I was taking my life back. And it wasn't until recently when I can look back on the work that I've done in the past three years that I can honestly say that for those 15 years, from 2001 when my dad died to 2016 when I started to take my life back. I was putting up a wall around myself so big that even I couldn't see out. Not only just I couldn't let people in, but I couldn't see out. 
and I had I had completely cut myself off from everything that was important to me. I thought in those moments as I was making the decision to go to law school, making decisions about my career, that I was living my life. And now I can look back and honestly say that I was just trying to survive. I was just making the next decision that needed to be made in order for me to make it through whatever day was next. And finally, in 2016, when there was no next achievement to get, it was just me living my life day in and day out, I couldn't take it anymore. And I truly believe that that's where um, everything started for me, where finally tearing down the walls that I had built around myself and giving and taking my life back really started was the moment that I decided to finally talk to somebody. So I'm not going to talk about everything that Brene Brown's TED Talks include, because if this is a topic that you're interested in, you'll want to go watch them. They are super powerful. But I do want to talk about the takeaways that have really impacted me. So Brene Brown, if you're not familiar with her, she talks a lot about shame and vulnerability, um, a sense of worthiness, courage. Um, she talks a lot about wholehearted people. And this really is where I started to connect with her. She talks about people who are wholehearted and are able to show up and be seen and value themselves. They have this collective shared belief that it's okay to be imperfect. And that was huge for me. I feel like I've um, set these standards for myself that being the best um, or being good at everything that I do, and if I'm not good at it, I can't do it, has driven my life for the last little while and a lot of that is just being paralyzed by fear asking myself what if I fail instead of asking myself how am I going to get back up when I fail because that's the other thing that Brene Brown talks about and this is something that in all of the research that I've done um, the reading that I've done rather is probably the better term um, the reading and the learning that I've done um, on these topics in the last three years um, is that failure really is one of the most important things that we can do. If, if you're not failing, you're not living. Brene Brown tells the story in her first TED Talk about the TED conference being renamed the Failure Conference. And she tells the story of Michigan Ingawali who made a test for anemia. And he says, um, I saw a need for this, so I made it, and it didn't work. And then I made it 32 more times, and then it worked. And that whole idea of just doing something and failing and doing something again and failing was something that I was extremely uncomfortable with. Um, one of the other things that um, Brene Brown talks about in her first TED Talk is um, being willing to let go of who you think you should be to be who you are and just letting go of the self-perceived limitations that you have on yourself. Over the last little bit, um, especially as I've delved into the idea of how the mind works, these self-limiting beliefs that we impose on ourselves or that are kind of put into our mind by things that others have said to us and we have held on to them are super powerful. And being able to identify those and and eliminate those self-limiting beliefs is huge. And if you guys have listened to any of these episodes so far, or if you know me personally, you know that I've talked about Tough Mudder changing my life. And 
this is one of the main reasons because I had all these self-limiting beliefs that I couldn't do certain things. Um, every time that I got on a Tough Mudder course, it changed. And I did something that I didn't think I could do before. One of the other things that Brene Brown talks about that really hit home for me was this idea of shame. Um, you're not good enough or in the alternative, who do you think you are? And you're not good enough is something that I've carried around with me my entire life. And it wasn't until I really started listening to Brene Brown and reading other authors and working on understanding how the mind works that I realized that I'm not alone in that, that everybody shares the you're not enough or who do you think you are. And it was important for me to accept those limiting beliefs and, and know that they're there and understand when I'm hearing them so that I can push through them when I was tearing down the walls around me. But it's even more important now because putting out this podcast is one of the scariest things I've ever done. And I've been talking about this for a really, really long time. Initially, about a year, a little over a year ago, it was a blog. I was going to do a blog and that just never felt right and um, it wasn't the right time. And now a year later, this podcast is being created. And, and you know, I go through that all the time. Like, who, who do you think you are to be able to tell this story? And when I talk to the people who are close to me, who understand kind of what I'm trying to accomplish, their response is, who better than somebody who can tell personal experiences? And so that's why... Um, it's so important for me to put this out because I feel this real need to share my story and it's terrifying. That brings me to um, Brene Brown talking about the man in the arena quote. And she talks about this often. Um, if you're familiar with any of her work, it's really driven um, a lot of what she's done recently. And the man in the arena quote, as recited by Brene, is it's not the critics who count. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done it better. The credit belongs to the person who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred with blood and sweat and dust, who at the best in the end knows the triumph of high achievement and who at worst, if he fails, he fails daring greatly. Brene Brown says multiple things that I repeat in my head constantly. And one of them is, if courage is a value that you hold, getting your ass kicked is a consequence and it's unavoidable. If you want to be in the arena and you want to be um, putting something out there and doing something, anything in a relationship, in your personal life, in work, if you want to be courageous to be who you are and put out content into the world in any way, you're going to get beat down. You're going to, and you have to be willing to accept that and get back up. And then the second thing that she said that really touched me and I rely on on a regular basis is if you are not also in the arena, also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. And when she said that on her TED Talk, that was powerful to me because I had gone through this cycle from taking everything that everybody said to me and believing it and the things I had said to myself, most importantly, and believing those. And I had self-corrected so much that I went from people say this about me and and how do I how do I deal with that to not even listening. 
And I was that person that said, I don't, I don't give a shit what people think. I don't care what people think. And I knew deep down that that was crap, but it was the only way that I knew how to deal in the moment. Like I had just come from such a vulnerable place of caring too much about what everybody thought. And the next spot for me was just as bad. And Brene talks about this as well, where she says that not caring what people think is just as bad as being defined by what people think. And that we need to be very selective about the opinions that we value. All of that wrapped up into one idea of an hour TED Talk um, when I listen to all three. When I'm struggling, when I feel like crawling back into um, my shell, um, when I feel like giving up in whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish, um, those things really kind of push me out of my head. Um, because it reminds me, when I, when I look at her, I see somebody that is so strong to be able to get on a stage and, sh and share that information. And it reminds me that even somebody like that goes through the same things that we all feel. The last thing I want to touch on is a little bit from her Netflix special, which again, if you're interested in this topic at all, you'll want to go watch. Um, a lot of it covers what's in the first couple TED Talks, the first three TED Talks, but there's also so much more and, and it's said in a different way. And I, I remember somebody saying to me at um, the Thrive event that I was just at that we need multiple messengers for the same message. And I feel like that's also true of the same person giving the message in different ways. Um, so it's, it's important when I'm listening to content to be able to listen to the same message in multiple different ways and from multiple different sources. In the Netflix special, there's one particular thing that stuck out at me, and that was Brene telling a story about swimming with her husband. And I'm not going to go into the story itself. If you, um, I would highly suggest if you're interested that you watch the special. But this, the moral of the story is that we, our brain needs to have a story in our head. When there's something that makes us uncomfortable, our brain's purpose in life is to protect us. And in order to protect us, the brain needs a story. So the brain will ask or will make one up. And it's not the, you know, maybe this is going to hurt or maybe I'm going to get my ass kicked for doing this, um, you know, metaphorically in the arena. The brain needs a good guy, needs a bad guy, and it needs a story. So when you're in a situation, in particular, this was a fight with her husband or an argument with her husband that was created by the stories in her head and the stories in his head. And she mentions after telling this story about what had happened, that since this time, every time they are trying to communicate and they realize that there's an argument, that they talk about, this is what, this is the story I'm telling myself right now. And I had to reflect on that when I heard it for the first time. How many times do we say, to ourselves, like how many times are, are the situations that we are feeling anxiety about self-created? For me, it's most of the time. Almost all of the things that we go in and experience are not as bad as we make them out to be in our head. And there are a lot of people who talk about a lot of different ways to handle anxiety. 
Um, I've listened to some people who talk about um, visualizing the worst case scenario and then visualizing yourself on the other side of that and um, saying, okay, if what really happens in my head actually happens, then I'm still going to get through it. And while that's mildly effective to me, the idea of acknowledging the fact that your brain is making up a story and communicating that to whoever it is you need to communicate it to, even if it's yourself, allows for a whole different way of communication and can honestly change the way that we communicate with ourselves and with others. And if there's anything that I've learned in the last three years, and particularly in the last, I would say, about six months of really going through my NLP training, is that the stories we tell ourselves and the things we say to ourselves are just as important as what we say to other people. Our brain is incapable of understanding whether we're talking to somebody else or whether we're talking to ourselves. So when we are um, having that self-talk in our head, we might as well be in an actual conversation with any other person. So um, that's really what I wanted to talk about today. Again, Brene Brown has three TED Talks. They're all on YouTube if you want to go watch them and then the Netflix special. And um, these are the resources that really have um, impacted me and allowed me to start my journey and even now have a huge impact on me when I'm trying to be small, when I'm trying to make up reasons why I don't need to put myself out there. Because that's really where life gets exciting, is when we're putting ourselves out there to be seen by other people and by ourselves. And so it's not all about putting out a podcast or putting out, you know, a book or or getting on a stage. It's about just showing up with the people in your lives and allowing yourself to be seen. Since I started this journey, I have tried really hard to make sure that everything that I do aligns with a core value of authenticity and vulnerability. And honestly, it's hard as hell, but it has also been extremely rewarding. And my story is not over yet. My journey is not over yet. I still struggle a lot. In fact, I had an anxiety attack, the first one I've had in a really long time, about a week and a half ago. And I really beat myself up over it because I kept telling myself that I should have been better than that, that I put so much work into myself that I should be able to prevent these things from happening. And it took me calling a friend that has gone through some of these struggles with me and her reminding me that no matter how much work we do on ourselves, we're still human. And at least being able to acknowledge what you're going through instead of sitting in it for five days is a um, improvement. So I wanted to leave you guys with that. And hopefully if you do go check out these resources, they have some sort of an impact on you as they do on me. Take care guys. We'll chat with you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.